0: February 28, 2021. It's a lot for Pedro's show. From Pedro Show. Happy Sunday, last day of February. This month, Pertn gone. Start off with John Coltrane doing Equinox. Well, we're not there yet. It's the next one coming. The uh, Vernal, right? And then Notre Dame, Kimbaum Brandenburg. Brother Matt at the Pleasure Point, on the Pleasure Point, at the Love Grotto, because still in quarantine mode, but not totally man alone, because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention. Once again, I got Fred Kimbaum with me. From Berlin.
1: Hello. Hello Mike.
0: Yeah yeah. And you're back with a new
1: project. Yes, I am. Um yeah, exactly like you said, and Brandenburg. It's uh, actually a film music project collaboration with the pianist composer Hans Jörn Brandenburg who's who we met who we met here a and bit being, more than two years ago.
0: And being a Berliner, that's a great name. Yeah. <laughs> Right, because of the gate. Yeah, exactly, and, uh, He's got his uh, it's got its own gate
1: a, here in town.
0: I think it's the name of the state too, maybe.
1: Exactly, it's the state that's like around Berlin. Berlin is kind of its own state, uh, but around it is Brandenburg State. Exactly. Yeah. So the Brandenburg Gate was actually like the city toll gate to Brandenburg. I think was for a time. Oh,
0: no, I remember because you know the old days there used to be this land west Germany, and the capital was Bonn. So when they moved it, yeah, they created like a DC or a. Uh, df they got in, in mexico yeah the, the capital has its own little region
1: exactly and this is the the city the outer city limits is like the borders and then it's brandenburg
0: right 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 okay enough geography people but it's yeah. it, it's good <laughs> to know and and also culturally berlin is a huge center of all kinds of people just had i got be uh, buddy barry burko who's going to move there from Tel Aviv because he says it's too expensive to live there and he's gonna to go to, but yeah, because the uh, the artist thing, you know, he's attracted, and uh, I know it's not, it's not as econo as it used to be, but it's still compared to other big Europe cities. But look, let's talk about your Prague, that yeah. bomb Brandenburg, a little reverse alphabetical, so you must have negotiated that somehow. <laughs> maybe maybe the syllables two then three, yeah, maybe that. But uh, fuck hierarchy, <laughs> it don't matter. It sounds good. I love it. I love it. And but let's let's talk about the genesis.
1: Yeah, actually, uh, as of the Brandenburg half of the duo hans and Brandenburg, he's worked a lot in theater music and a lot with uh, Bob Wilson, um, who's active in New York, and he did the uh, Three Penny Opera. Uh, well, he started working with him actually in 1990 with Tom Waits and William S. Burroughs as well for the Black Rider in Hamburg. So, and since then he's been working loads in theater music. And I went to see the Three Penny Opera. Robert Wilson.
2: Well, Kurt Weill. Uh, I mean.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. Brecht, Brecht, Kurt Weil. Uh, which I love the music and I hadn't seen it on a stage before and I was really blown away. It was really good. And we got, and I, I just made my lap steel and pump organ album back then and I realized that they actually had in the original score from Kurt Weil from 1928, they had both pump organ and lap steel. So I was thought it was cool and we got talking and uh, he just, uh, he heard my music and liked it and said, let's do a session. And we did. And the first time we just recorded a 17-minute epic <laughs> improvisation that actually is on the album in a shorter form. It's called Nollendorf Neptune.
0: How did you meet him?
1: Yeah, that is actually funny because I, I got to talking to his colleague and there were two people who were musical directors for this show and that was him and another guy. And I talked to the other guy on the night and because uh, I was, and we, you know, he said, oh, let me, you know, he wanted to check out my music. And then I Googled and I, I got the wrong guy because I wasn't really sure. There were two who I'd been talking to. So I sent him an email a few days later and he said, yeah, let's meet up. And then we met and he said, you actually spoke to my colleague the other night. <laughs> so when we met, we, we had actually not met before, which I thought, because I wasn't really sure who was who. So it's quite a random way to meet. But then uh, he's a very open and nice guy and, and he had... Listen to my music and he just invited me to his studio and we had a session. So <laughs> that's how it started.
0: So you actually met his buddy.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: but, but you know, they were connected musically, so there, there was some kind of connection. Yeah, exactly. Of course, of course. Of course. And uh, oh, so he's got his pad set up to be, uh, do jams.
1: Yeah, it's great. I mean, he has this lovely, it's an uh, old Berlin flat, big windows out and... Uh, he has like a grand piano at the center of the room but then he has so much things he has a double bass he has harmonium has a pump organ celeste lots of synthesizers i mean and loads of instruments and every and the mics are set up and ready to go and what i like is when we to write something i would normally say oh let's just uh, put down a demo on the phone or something but he's like no let's record let's record straight away So a lot of the stuff on the album is actually recorded just after we came up with it, and that's really cool because you kind of capture freshness. And uh, I love working with him. And in his room, there it's really open for just getting things recorded. Uh, Yeah, no, it's it's set up and ready to go.
0: (laughs) So yeah, that's why uh, he's got it uh, primed or like uh, ready to capture the moment. Yeah, that's very happening, and, and that's something you can have in your own pad. Where you don't have to organize uh, another place and uh, appointments and times and people, it's just ready to go to capture.
1: Exactly, and that that's been so good because so much good music we would probably have forgotten. Or oh, you know, you know, when something is really fresh, you don't think that much about it. You, know, you just play, and you are quite playful in playing, and you don't you don't think like, oh, this is going to be on a record because you didn't. That was not the plan, you know. <laughs> and then there it is. Also, what and, about uh, the idea yeah. of
0: a uh, of, of refining and refining and refining. Maybe you'll lose some.
1: Exactly. And he's really good because he never wants to do more than two or maximum three takes. Sometimes if I ask if I really say, please can we do one more? Is that all right? One. So it's also like one, two or three takes and then done. And I really like that because I tend to uh, want to do too many takes. And then on the other hand, he can sometimes want to put a lot of things on a track and I say, hey, I think it's actually better if we peel off a few of these layers. So we kind of Hold each other back (laughs) there in a nice way.
0: Well that first part reminds me of the story reading about James Jamerson, the bass man, with the Motown people. And he said like recording with Smokey Robinson this time, he said about take two hundred and forty seven, the rigor mortars started to get in the groove.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's very true, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, now I don't know if it was exactly 240, but it was in the 200. So <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: Then, then you then you gone too far.
0: <laughs> and uh, although there was some complaints about him, like the other guys in the band when they did gigs, they're all in a state. Those this is before the vans, you know, you're, you're uh, torn in station wagons. And mm-hmm. I guess he was into like fucking uh, pickles feet. Pigs feet, pickles, pig feet, and cigars, and so he was kind of stinking it up. <laughs> so I, you know, everybody's got their weird things.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pickled <laughs> pig feet. Yeah, that's.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's a, a kind of a, a quick, well. It's kind of drinking chow, <laughs> yeah. right? While you're drinking, you eat that kind of stuff. Um, okay. You know, I play I'm, the way I'm playing this thing on the show. I'm playing all the pieces, and I'm playing them in the oh, ball- sweet and but but I'm also playing them in the order. Wow. <laughs> Is that I important? Know. Well because in a way I didn't know you know you know the Wizard of Oz movie, right? Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. So I don't know what's going on, you know, the way it was made, but it kind of seems like a big piece.
1: Yeah, it's sort of we did music for two films, so a lot of those uh like two thirds of what's on the album is in two films, two documentary films for German TV. And uh, then, uh, along with the working for this film music, we thought, oh, we should do an album because it's taking on some sort of character here, especially all the titles that I call Madame Vega something. Because it's my, I have this old lapstick, it's right next to me here from 1939, Vega, and it's like a beautiful Art Deco lap steel, really heavy, and I I think I just took it there to show him, look at this cool instrument, because I haven't used it so much because it's so heavy, you know, it's not for gigging and things, and then it just sounded so good with his piano that it really worked well together, and and several of the tracks took on a character that were a little bit tongue-in-cheek, as they say in England, you know, like a little bit I wouldn't say funny, but you know, like, just making music and see, okay, what's this? Is this serious? It sounds a bit funny. No, let's just do it. Uh, so, it was, it was a few tracks that took on this character, and we thought we should do an album kind of with these things and some other things. So, yeah, trying to make it cohesive somehow.
0: Can, can I uh, suggest ironic?
1: Yeah, but. Also not, you know, like this one it's called Madame Vega's Cuban Dream, which we call that because it sounds a little bit like Cuban music, but Cuban music by someone who has never been to Cuba, you know, which is true because we haven't been there, at least I haven't.
0: You know, there's, uh, a, great, there's a great story, Yasser Kalabata, called Snow Country. And the main cat, you know, is this expert, so-called expert on ballet, but he's never seen a ballet. <laughs> 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 That's what made me think of Look, Speaking of Madame Vega, I guess it's like alter ego of your, your lap steel. I want to play Madame Vega goes out for cocktails. You're tricking in, you're
2: only sickening, you'll never fool me again!
0: What for Pedro's show. That chunk of music started off with the brand new Kimbaum Brandenburg album. And a tune called Madame Vega goes out for cocktails. And, uh, you want to enlighten-, enlighten us to that little uh, vignette?
1: Yeah, actually, it sounded a little bit. Well, I kind of played it a little bit like a drunken in the, I wasn't drunk. It was early. In the, it was before twelve, cl- before noon, I think. But it kind of sounded like this character, Madame Vega. She was going out on town, and maybe she was a bit down and out. And in the last verse, or you should call it, I actually played like she's sort of stumbling home. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I don't know why but that's how it turned out. Well,
0: I think that's what imagination is for. Right, yeah. right? You had to imagine whatever. And then we had Richard Hell from, you know, he found the master tapes to his second album, Destiny Street, and remixed the thing and sent it to me. And lowest common denominator, Richard Hell and the Voidoids. After that, bombus and Nowhere to Go. A kind of rare one. They got, I think her name was Candy. They had a lady member. This is a group that recorded thousands of songs and only did five gigs in 40 years. They got a whole buttload of other stuff they hadn't recorded that's coming out too. Archive, Trove. Hands Rotten after that from Switzerland with drum, guitar, pling, plong. And then uh, Pump Fiction. Kingdom Bone, Brack. Pump, you know, uh, the portive, pump organ. Is there yeah. a connector? Okay, okay, okay. Uh, De- Devil Hoof after that, Octavia. That's Devin Hoff's little uh, alter ego where he's practicing. He finds himself banned alone in these current days, like a lot of us. Uh, deep in the woods, 66 out of Dublin with First They Cometh, Then They it, Take Me Away. Not taketh, Watts getting get creative with other people's stuff here.
3: <laughs> stop that.
0: And then finally, what you were referring to earlier, Madame Vega's Cuban Dream, and that's Kimbom Brandenburg. So how long to, to, to get all these, what is there, 12 pieces?
1: Yeah, so it was uh, about a year, Uh, you know, because we were working on the film, two film soundtracks, but we had lots of it recorded in like half a year, and then we were working on the second film, and then we did the final bits, and then also that track, Pump Fiction, that you just played uh, there in the middle, that I came up with the idea on the pump organ, and then we recorded the pump organ piano Celeste, and then he wrote a really cool orchestral arrangement for that, and uh, and like did a, a sketch in on you know, one of those programs where you can like do a MIDI orchestra, and I thought oh, that's cool, but we can't get an orchestra, you know. This is <laughs> this is a two two man operation here working on their own.
0: Too many
2: but marks. Then, too many marks. A, a
1: year, yeah, yeah. A year later, we actually got people in. We got like bass clarinet, uh, French horn, flugelhorn, violins, uh, viola, double bass, uh, the clarinets, the whole, just a few people at a time, and we did sort of a stripped down version of that arrangement, and that was like a year after we recorded the original take, and that was kind of the end, that was about a year later, so I think it took a year.
0: Is it kind of mixed? Is there MIDI stuff with those real? Woodwinds? No, stuff. it's only it's only real okay, uh,
1: okay orchestral instruments on it now. In the end,
0: yeah. Uh, um, I, I'm I'm curious the way you did the film stuff is the, like the screen on the bulkhead there, and you guys are watching it and playing real time, or
1: a bit of both. Actually, we did that, and uh, the first film. Was a documentary for, like I said, by a guy called Jean Bouyer, filmmaker who Hans-Joachim Brandenburg has worked with for decades, uh, and uh, he was apparently really into lap steel, which is my main instrument, and we did one track that he really liked for his new films. We had actually done that before, and he wanted it in the film, and then we did more for that first film, and the second film was more like that. We got a three-hour edit, you know, it was edited down to one and a half hours in the end. And there were some moments where I, I, I remember one thing that I played. I had this little fretless ukulele bass, you know, those things with these fat kind of rubber band strings.
0: strings yeah. yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly, which is kind of a cool instrument. It's, it seems like a gimmick, but it's not. It actually sounds through an amp. It sounds really good. And uh, I was actually playing bass to a scene where two people were jogging, <laughs> like playing just the bass soundtrack to that. And that actually ended up in the film, which was nice.
0: So, so you're actually like, reactions you get in watching the film, you're trying to interpret it with your uh, improvisation.
1: Yeah, and we also had something, there's like three prota- protagonists in the second film, even as the documentary is like following these three journalists. And uh, we did sort of a theme for each of them and, and yeah, tried to work a little bit like that. Ah, so, so
0: each thing. time the character comes on screen, you can refer back to that musical motif.
1: Yeah, to have something that sort of ties in a little bit with each character. Um, Not like 100% that it's always like that, but we had that that sort of guideline. Yeah, that's interesting.
0: That's interesting. I remember the Minutemen once got asked to do it for a student film, and it was like a monster movie. It was called Hell, I think. (laughs) <laughs> you know he's going to hell right dying and going to hell and he just shows it and he asks us to just jam along to the mother i mean we've never seen it before so he's getting like our first reaction we don't know the next parts that are coming you know
1: and you did that
0: we did that it's on ballot results Great. i think it's the only um film i don't know what you call it a uh, soundtrack work that minima ever did wow
1: i would love to see that can you see that anywhere
0: I don't know about seeing it, but uh, it, the, the 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 actual audio is on ballot result, the the record that oh, came cool. out after the last record. Yeah, and uh, and we only saw it while we were doing it. <laughs> right, <laughs> it's a student film and stuff like that. But just the whole idea of uh you know this whole thing about improvisation and stuff, and then when you you, you key it to something like visual cues, right? especially ones you've never seen before. You don't know how it's working out, how it's developing, right? Because you've never seen it before. It's first impression. Sort of like this idea like uh, Mr. Brandenburg likes to be ready to record catches you before you maybe actually have even learned the song.
1: Exactly, and I think that can be really good. I mean, sometimes you might do something better later, but you will never do that thing again, you know, so... It's good It's good to capture it, I think.
0: You're talking about, like, initial reaction.
1: Exactly, yeah. Right. It's like, it might be right, it might...
0: No, no. They gotta, we got got a saying yeah. here, we got a saying here in the courtroom, where the judge, one of his responsibilities, he's got to make sure the jury doesn't hear stuff that might fuck up the decision, because we say you can't unring the bell.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right? Just because the judge says, oh, ignore that, you already heard it. <laughs> So, you know what I mean? It's going to influence you, maybe. But now we're talking about artistic uh, sets, of course. <laughs> Nothing crazy, shit like somebody, um, yeah, on trial. We're at the end of the first hour, uh, last day of Feb 28, 2021. My Pedro, special guest, Fred Kimbom. Hold tight for hour two. February 28, 2021. It's the second hour of the while for Pedro show.
3: at the table, seated at the table. i
0: Pedro Show. Start off the second hour with Fluster Melody. Kim Baum Brandenburg. Ben Salter after that. This cat uh, lives in Tasmania, even south of Australia. Not much, but uh, irre- Irrepressible. Don the Tiger after that with Taxi. I think he's a Berliner. Aruba Avua, too, the cat in that band. Portuguese, but I think he lives in Berlin. Uh, Neonda A5 and then we had Scenic, which is a poster, Bruce Latcher uh, who was on a couple episodes ago, ago with Sage and his music's always been cinematic and then finally Kimball Brandenburg with Waltzing with Wales. now there's a big river, I think it's the Spray. or Spay
1: Yes, the sp- uh, spree, uh, spree, they say in Germany. <laughs> but exactly, Spree, you can say in English. <laughs> S-P-R-E-E.
0: <laughs> right, right. I know, the Dutch with the double vowels fool us too, right? Because we want to say moon or noon.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it, it ain't going to work. Okay, uh, but but y- Wales, <laughs> this is kind of imaginary, right?
1: Yeah, that that was actually the track that... And got us the first film that the director heard and said, "Okay, I want that in the film. Let's let's do this." Um, and it's on the Weissenborn you know, the acoustic lap steel, the baritone thing I have here. And um, I think it just sounded something. I also uh, Hans Jörn played piano and Celeste on it, and I also played some pump organ bass on it, and it was sort of creaking the old pump organ and it sounded something like a ship. And I think that's where we got the whales from <laughs> something which, out, out at sea,
0: which are kind of enemies of the whales. Cause they kill them. You know, these big cam boats run them over and shit. Yeah. Uh, we actually got, you know, they, uh, part of their migration comes by Pedro. Oh, really? So, w- w- well, you know, they're in Mexico and they come up with their babies, especially the mamas with the, the cows, with their calves. And uh, usually the other side of Catalina, but sometimes in between, you know, we got this big island, Catalina, and some are blues, and blues are the biggest, right, in the world, biggest animal yeah. in the world, Pre- pretty amazing. And you know what's trip? Ex- you know the sperm. Okay, he's got teeth, and dolphins, and porpoise, orcas, but all them other big ass whales, they got big like big mustaches, the strainers, baleen. They say uh, Spanish because uh, mm. they, they eat tiny chow. <laughs> they eat plankton. Yeah,
1: because it is sort of filtered into this big, yeah. Totally,
0: f- total filter. Sieve.
1: sieve. <laughs> to- yeah,
0: sieve. Yeah, totally, totally like that. And then their turds, the shisa, you know, is like fucking, Yeah. it's really healthy. It feeds the other, sort of like the dung beetle. You know how he grows his chow in the fucking turds? Uh, uh kind of a metaphor for infinity
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. so can you see can you see them from the shore yeah, yeah yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, sometimes, but you know they got boats that go and chase these thing, you know, Ho- hopefully good skippers you know stay clear so they can have a life
1: <laughs> That'd be totally yeah, I, ne- cool. I' never seen a whale I was in Australia, and there was a place where it says say sometimes you could see them, but I, they didn't show up for me.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, They're probably hiding. You know what really fucks with them is the propeller noise because they sing to each other. And when I say sing to each other, I'm talking buttloads of miles. In fact, yeah, exactly.
1: I've heard, heard those whale noises. It's pretty amazing.
0: Right. That's how they find their mates. You know, how who they're going to team up with and have babies. Um, another thing is the way the submarines talk they use a real low frequency yeah you know what's it called the law of unintended consequences us humans we gotta take a big course on that shit (laughs) I wanna play Madame Vega in Buenos Aires for Pedro Show. That chunk of music started off Madame Vega in Buenos Aires, Kimball Brandenburg. Then Claire Rockmore, Pastoral, Mika Levy, Wings, Beneath the Ruins, Minor Memories. And then I think this is your first jam with Mr. Brandenburg, Nolendorf Neptune.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: You know, I just made a finished the album with the Sonia de Manayo guys. And the last tune, oh, cool. on the last tune, since the, the main man, uh, you know, Stefano,
1: the guitarist, Talia
0: asked me to quote some Walt Whitman for the first. Yeah, he's the guitarist, but he also put the band together. He's kind of,
2: mm. yeah. Uh,
0: well, so I thought for the last tune, I'll quote, Some uh, Giuseppe Garibaldi, and so one of the quotes I took was, uh, "Bacchus has drowned more sailors than Neptune." Ah, you know who Bacchus is, right?
1: Yeah, 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 the the wine, the 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 wine, the wine dude,
0: right? right. (laughs) (laughs) So. Obviously, you named this guy after you uh, performed it, recorded it, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's Nollendorfplatz. It's a place in Berlin that's just next to where his studio is. And uh, there under the U-Bahn, also the the subway bridge, you know, it it comes like from underground and goes through this overground bridge there. It's like because this place was really bombed away in the Second World War. There's hardly anything left of that square that was there. And it was like this beautiful garden there with ponds and stuff. And it's this kind of Neptune statue sitting there under. It's full of pigeon shit and, and it's sort of a hangout for people who uh, drink all day. <laughs> and uh, it's a really kind of, it looks like a, Nep- I, thought it lo- I thought it was Neptune, but it's kind of, yeah, because it has like dolphins next to it. And it looks kind of scary, but he's like the little hidden remnant of this old garden that was there. Does he, so, have,
0: his tri- does he have his trident?
1: He doesn't actually have a trident, and I learned later it's actually called a Nickelman, which I don't really know why that is, but we call it Neptune anyway. (laughs) But yeah, it's sort of a, there was a pond in front of him, and yeah, it looks like it's kind of falling apart, and this old, from 1904, I think, has has it. It's like one of those little details of Berlin.
0: Right. Now, Neptune, I think, is the Roman version of Poseidon. Exactly. And Poseidon was the brother of Zeus. You least, know
1: this better than me.
0: Maybe, I don't know. But uh, it, it interests me a little bit. And uh, Actually, he, was, yeah. he got into the, the... We made him into a sea guy way more than he was in the, the old Greek days. He was more about earthquakes.
1: Ah, so which, that was his first specialty. Yeah, so to speak. destroy...
0: Because, you know, a lot of shit got destroyed. I mean... Uh, Huge, uh, the Minotian civilization, right? Yeah. Them and the sea people. It's just interesting. I, I've seen lots of statues. There's a great one. In fact, we're going to use a picture, one that the drummer man Paolo took uh, in Bologna. And a lot of people that uh, have these fountains with Neptune and uh, the old pagan. I think it's some kind of connect Europeans have before maybe the Christian kind of thing. Although there's a lot of Christian things with water, too. There's something, yeah, about, the, uh, something about the sea. Yeah, something about the sea. And uh, yeah, also, and I should say Berlin's got some canals.
1: It does. It is uh, It's far from the sea, but it is connected. It's hooked up. It's on the grid.
0: Yeah, because it's, canals, yeah. in the old days, canals were like the roads. The, big, the first big project that was in the U.S. was the Erie Canal. When they put this canal between uh, Lake Erie and the Hudson River... From the Mm. Atlantic Ocean, you could reach, yeah, because that's the Great Lakes in the middle of the, you know, the Midwest and shit. So, it was incredible access.
1: Yeah, here's like that still, you know, the Rhine, for instance, it's like barges that go there. It's lots of traffic, actually. You think that's so old-fashioned, but it happens every day.
0: The other other big one you mentioned, Hamburg, Elba. Yeah. Right, these are big babies that are are like conduits from the sea and... uh, Maybe Pedro living in a harbor and stuff, but even, even something like Berlin, water was the way, especially in the older days when there was just fucking wagons and horses. And...
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. It's, it's... But Not... you know a funny thing, when you said Il Sonio de Marinaio, yeah your, your band, uh, that the label that released this album now, the Kimbo Brandenburg, Madame Vega album, two days ago actually, uh, it's called Float. It's in London, and that's the label that put out Andrea Belfi, two albums by Andrea Belfi a couple of years ago.
0: This is a brand so, new it, label, it, I, I remember, the because that's the former drummer, right? We got a second drummer now. Exactly. Andrea Belfi, a great cat. <laughs> yeah,
1: totally. I really like it, so i so, seen him a couple of times here in Berlin, what he does alone, I think it's really good. I'm making another album with Kimball McKessler, my, my
0: Yeah, love that in German,
1: German project. And, and so we have a new record that's almost finished and, and I've also been getting into mixing and mastering, you know, just
0: Sure. I will ask about
1: new it. skills, you know. And uh, I, I wanna so ask I, you I, about I, that, yeah. but
0: we're at the end of the second hour of february twenty eighth. Yeah. <laughs> twenty twenty one dishwap Peter so special guest Fred Kimble, Kimboom sorry, uh <laughs> dust toot me line. Hold tight for hour three. February 28, 2021, it's the third hour of the Watford Pedro
3: show.
2: Thank you. t t t t while,
4: my brother went with my wife's sister. I knew the girl since I was 18 years old, but he was in the service and she wrote him a letter. She married someone else. He loved that girl. He didn't go with another one after that. I mean another new one. There was one after that he went with before and he married her. and two girls in our family. We had a big family. My oldest brother, he went in the service before they drafted him. His girlfriend, she didn't want him to go. He joined the army. He stayed there 20 years. Can you imagine 20 years in the service? He was never overseas, never seen no action. Uh -uh. He was down in Florida. He was a good mechanic. That's why a general or major or something like that always used to take him along when they'd go fishing, deep sea fishing. He had to go along. See? If the boat stops or something, you know, he'd be there. I don't know if he fished or not, but he went with them.
0: Off from Pedro Show, started the third hour over with. off with Over the Rooftops. I'm mixing the titles with my fucking spiel. Kimbo Brandenburg, Jacob R- R- Rosenzweig after that with Ribs. Network Glass out of Baltimore with N-O-V-H-1. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sorry, door But the incredible music. This guy he blows my mind. Uh, 10 Feet Up, the Mikhail Simpson remix from Sleep Party People. David Greenberger and Paul Sabar, Tomorrow Sound with the letter. And finally, April and November <laughs> at the end of February. <laughs> King Rope, Brandenburg. So, so get, uh, some insights on that over the, the April and
1: November. Well, both over, of them, Over both the rooftops. Of them. Yeah, that was... Uh, we have a, a guy, a friend of us, who's an actor, but he also makes video, and he was in the studio a few times filming stuff, and he said he wanted to film us coming up with something, so we came up with that. We just basically just... Uh, overtones on the lap scene. And then Hans-Jörn Brandenburg just responded with the piano and we, and we just recorded it. Um, and, uh, yeah, it turned out like a quite atmospheric thing. Now you and said, English, he, yeah.
0: Now you said he had big windows. Can you see the rooftops?
1: You see rooftops? Exactly. That that was, <laughs> thanks for reminding me. <laughs> That's actually where the, cause it felt like a little bit like this broadcast ping, uh, this cling <laughs> <laughs> noises, and we and we saw the rooftops. So that was actually, I think, that was it. He's also got a church tower, a church like 30 meters. That 12 o'clock, the bells go off there. So we have <laughs> they have they have come on many a recording too. So <laughs> we have to wait sometimes.
0: <laughs> kind of a bogart. And then I know some of this recording was done in November. Probably <laughs> that piece, the April one, right?
1: Exactly. It was a thing that Hans Jörn, he wrote the basic of that uh, and uh, he, he called it April. And then we recorded it again in November. And uh, yeah, like you said, <laughs> now he listened to it in February. Yeah,
0: right. But but uh, let's talk about just a little bit. Berlin weather. It st- The winter starts like at the end of November right? or maybe in the middle.
1: Yeah, so this was crazy. This was no real kind of winter. And you know, a Berlin winter can be just gray, dull or you don't see the sun for three months. And yeah, really, right. Right. But no, three weeks ago, maybe it just became really kind of arctic here, as it was really cold and snowy for about a week and a half. And then spring showed its face, but now hit it again. Yeah, now it's just kind of cold and gray again.
0: <laughs> now you know how I know a little bit, Larry Mullins. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did the last two years of touring with the Stooges, Larry
1: Mullins. Beautiful. Yeah, we had, we had a drink. It was a break in the, you know, the bars were open in the summer and early autumn. We had, we had the beers with Larry in a great bar he introduced me to in Charlottenburg here.
2: Now, and
1: yeah, great guy.
0: Now, do you know about, where, he likes to record with his Ingo, his buddy, a templehoff Candy Bomber.
1: Yeah, yeah, I recorded, the, I played on an album with Gemma Ray, a British artist there. I played bass and lap on that. And some other session from another record, too. And our album was mastered by Ingo in and ah, Candy Bomber.
0: Okay, yeah. small world, everything connected. Yeah. Andrea Belfi. <laughs> it is Smollett's. a small world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, small world. Righteous. Here, I want to play Madame Vega at the fairground.
2: at the parking lot When things were good and clean But things I remember i
0: from Pedro show last music for this edition Kim Brandenburg with Madame Vega at the fairground then David Gerard and Mike uh, Metley also known as the GM Corp corporation transhumanism uh, death of Samantha old Cleveland band with couldn't forget about that in parentheses one item and that's got John pekovich uh Cobra Verdi, which is the name of a Werner Herzog movie, Mr. Kinski. Uh, finally, the reprise of Notre Dame, so the bookends of the album. Kimballberg. Bon exactly. Now, you told me you've been learning some skills during the situation.
1: Yeah, well, we mixed this album ourselves, and I, you know, I, I've done decent rough mixes through the years, and uh, but now I just thought, okay, now you can't tour, you can't Play live, etc. And I thought, okay, I can learn some new skills. So I, well, we mixed this album, and I think it turned out well. And then I got, you know, I got great. some new gear. Sounds Sounds I got great. new, thanks, man. And I got new monitors two days ago, <laughs> here in my little studio. And just you know, got really into the whole thing of mixing and and also mastering, which I I always thought that oh, that that's something mysterious. But I just basically put myself to study online, you know, and watch videos, read things and try things and getting, I'm getting pretty good at it, <laughs> you know. So that's, I feel like the whole lockdown thing, you know, I've used the time. I feel like I've used the time well. I don't feel like I wasted any time.
0: The, the learning is in the doing. You know, one thing I can tell by hearing you talk, is this the room where you mix?
1: It's actually the room next to Remix. Um, yeah, because... I, I, yeah, I, I don't have the ideal... It's, you know, it's an old Berlin flat with three and a half meter ceilings. Well, the so worst... I, I,
0: what I found is...
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to put in a little bit of acoustic treatment eventually. Yeah, well,
0: I was going to say, the worst thing is probably a cube with parallel walls or even a rectangle. And so if you get just some foam rubber kind of stuff with two-sided tape, you can really... Help things along because yeah, uh, yeah the reflective and standing waves and bass traps in the corner and that kind of shit. But it's really kind of fixes. I mean, none of these places were built to make music, right? So we're no. like adapting them. We got to adapt.
1: Yeah, I got I got a pair of good headphones to sort of double check things on, just because of this reason, you know, to that you know you don't have an ideally. But I'm I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna that's my next thing on the menu to start getting the acoustics better or more suitable.
0: Yeah, I hear people talking, you know, microphones and preamps and and all that stuff. But if you don't have a good place to mix it acoustically, and headphones are great, especially for checking out detail. But, uh, right, you want to mix what we say here, translates. That means they don't have to come to your pad to hear the good mix. It'll sound good even in the car with the motor running. Yeah, yeah. That that is a skill. And I think it's it's from experience, from learning and doing and stuff. But what I like is... Musicians, you know, it's. I, I was talking about this on so a guest, a couple other, maybe last episode. Like, only a couple people knew how to write, so everybody had to go tell their stories to these dudes who wrote it down instead of all of us learning how to write ourselves. You know. Yeah. So I'm trying to yeah. get more and more, and, and since the situation presents itself, try to get more and more people empowered because it is more econo these days. It was harder in the older days, and uh, you know the the equipment. And then the, uh, there's more and more information out there.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's so much you can learn. I mean, and then, of course, you have to, there can be different <laughs> conflicting information, but, you know, of course, there's so the, much to tap into.
0: Yeah, of course, because, you know, well, we say over here, uh, opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one in a state. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? Okay, okay. They probably got it over there in Germany also. But, uh, you know, there's something to learn, but there's uh, you got to sift through it. What we what we call that sieve, you're right, you, you got to filter it. And,. Uh, Take it all in, and actually, there's no wrong or right way because it's aesthetics anyway, right? You decide. Exactly.
1: You're the maker. I have some friends here as well, are producers and stuff that I, I went to. One, Victor Van Vucht is a, a Australian producer mixer here, and I went to his studio quite early on to just double check my mixes to see am I like am I in, going in the right direction? And I was really happy that I actually sound good in his studio. So that's uh, you know, when you don't have the perfect place yourself, it's good to you know. Check, check how it sounds in a few other places just to... <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely. And also people. No greater gift a music cat can do for another music cat than to pass on either resources or infos or experience.
1: Yeah, what I was, I was worried about the low end. That's kind of the hardest thing to think. Is this too much? Is it not enough? Absolutely. And, and, and he was like, oh, the low end is right. And I was like, yeah. The only <laughs> time you could get away Thank with you. that,
0: the only time you could get away with that is with reggae
1: yeah (laughs) there's no problem you can bring the (laughs) bring it on
0: (laughs) otherwise it bogarts and it ruins everything yeah it's weird about bass you know it's the small frequency uh range but it's really critical
1: (laughs) very very much so
0: (laughs) oh man and and then you got another album coming with your partner
1: Yeah, exactly kimbo and kessner we it's all it's I'm I'm really happy with it. I we have we're gonna do some sessions with bass clarinet this coming week, and uh, Mr. Brandenburg is coming over to play some pump organ. You know I can do it, but he can do it better. <laughs> and uh, so it's almost I think we'll be we'll finished in a couple of weeks, and then you know see see where it ends up. But it's been a lot of fun and and you know good to keep doing things yeah, like yeah. you said in the we took, in the break there we. Just see what can we do in this time, you know,
0: right rather now. than to
1: to feel sad about what we can't do.
0: We got to say in here, why does a dog lick his balls? <laughs> because he can.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, look, when you get this record done, will you come back on the show, please? And we'll play it and we'll talk about it?
1: Definitely. That's Thank you, Mike. That's my, my pleasure.
0: Yeah, and you and Mr. Brandberg did a beautiful thing here. To, uh, please tell them from me. Thank
1: you. I, I will.
0: Okay. Thank you. Safe seas, brother. People, it's been
3: the February 28, 2021 edition of WAP. Pedro, so keep your powder dry.